Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the program. I know there's a lot of big news, like the shutdown not being very long, and um, also the redistricting case in uh, Pennsylvania, but I'm busy looking at the Academy Award uh, nominees, <laughs> which came out this morning. So, uh, Susan's in California. Mm-hmm. Hi, Suze. Yes, I am. Yeah. Hi. Hi. And... Uh, I haven't seen a damn one. <laughs> okay, I know, and I know you haven't seen any of the movies. I've seen every one but two, and, you know, now they nominate ten. I've seen every one but two, and uh, the the two that I haven't seen are finally here in Pittsburgh, and I'm seeing one today, and I'll see the other sometime during the week. So I'll have seen, this is the first time in a long time I've seen all all nominated movies good for you are there any that you think are not worth seeing so far um no i think they're all legit i think they're all good movies there are some obviously that i wouldn't give the award to but uh wow i yeah i think they're all good movies it's so i'm so sick and tired of hollywood putting out nothing but crap for 11 months and then every, you know, right? All we had were superhero movies, and, action uh, movies, and stupid movies, yeah, and sci-fi, yeah. And now we get whoo. So um, my favorite, it just in general, my two favorites are uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is a name, <laughs> which I really want to see, yes. And The Shape of Water. Those are my two favorites. But, uh, man, the post about uh, the Pentagon Papers is wonderful. Um, Get Out, which is one of the few that came out earlier in the year, is, I think, just brilliant. Uh, There's two about uh, Dunkirk, essentially. One called Dunkirk and the other called Darkest Hour. That's the one that gets all the buzz because of Gary Oldman's playing of Winston Churchill, which is just pretty dang good. (laughs) And um, so, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it's all the people you would assume uh, getting. There's no surprises here. The one movie that I didn't see that's got um that has somebody uh nominated is the Florida Project, which I've heard people rave about, but it looks so depressing. I didn't you know, I didn't want to see it. Anyway, what's that supposed to be about? That's about a little girl who lives with uh, her mom uh I think in Orlando. <laughs> And they're right on the edge of, like, probably homelessness. And um, I I don't know much, but all I know is just raves about uh, the acting in it and uh, just how damn true true it is. Um, And the 
the person who's getting the ah, uh, the the nod for it is is not the little girl who I've heard is amazing, but uh, I think best supporting actor for Will, Willem Dafoe. So. Well. Okay. Anyway, anyway, yeah, that's one I still do have to see. Other than that, I seen them all. So. Well, good for you. Ha! <laughs> <coughs> Usually, I don't enjoy movies much anymore because I just don't think they're very good. But I think this year, wow, I for some reason really did, really did enjoy them. So. Just telling you guys that if you haven't seen these movies, um, make a point of it. They're 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 wonderful. Uh, all right. So now, back to the horrors of the world. Uh, well, as I said, I think that didn't last long. Uh, the uh, shutdown and and most of it occurred over a weekend when nobody really was impacted much, and. Um, the hue and cry from uh, some some Democrats about uh, what a cave, what an embarrassment, what a blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that will hold up. I'm going to hold out hope that Schumer knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know if it's true Well, or I mean, not. you know, I was uh, at least the Post is saying that, um, the Washington Post is saying that, um, the, the shutdown doesn't read well with the Democrat folks. Um, that they that using Tea Party tactics in in fact just angers people, and and that and the people in the 18 elections were being subjected to Republican robocalls, telling their constituents that they valued immigrants over their own country and their own constituents. That's right. Well, look, and 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 they and it just you know they just couldn't afford to do it, and I don't think they're wrong that they that you know that the only way to fight these people is to uh, to adopt the tactics that they abhor. It's sort of satisfying, you know, that we abhor. It's sort of satisfying, but you know, it's uh, it it truly might not be the right way to do things. It might not. No, uh, shutting down is never good. Um, I but, no. And I just think, I also think, though, the Democrats didn't, as usual, uh, message <laughs> message the whole thing correctly. Uh, Republicans are just amazing at how, you know, there is no doubt. They control the entire government. They immediately blame the Democrats for their failure to, uh, to get any yeah, le- legislation under- through. But then, but then the Democrats. But that was Russians again. That was Russians again. Immediately picking that up and bombarding people with with this with Schumer this shutdown. I mean, well, they say that the bots, right. the Russian bots, went berserk immediately and started. It was all over the place. Schumer sh- shutdown. Schumer shutdown. Uh, they're still they're still propping up. Uh, Trump. It's it's really something. Okay, so I'm a little confused by the coverage in that they all say, well, here's what Schumer got. We got a six-year uh, continuation of funding for the CHIP program. That's big. That's great. I don't see that 
much in the coverage. They just say all he got was a promise from McConnell to take up DACA. And I'm thinking, but wait, he did get chip, didn't he? <laughs> For six, six years of chip is, is no small thing. However, I did hear, oh God, I did hear a, uh, I think he's the head of the Black Caucus, uh, saying that it might not be as great as it sounds, the six years of CHIP, since the Republicans are refusing to fund hospitals, and I'm not, I didn't quite get it, uh, hospitals that in fact provide most of the care for these kids. It didn't, I didn't know what he was talking about. This is when you're hearing things and thinking, what, what? So he was suggesting that it's one thing, sort of like abortion. Now, yes, you have the right to abortion. Go try to find a place to have one, right? So it's one thing to say, okay, you got coverage. Now, go try to use it. Um, There was a suggestion that the Republicans are still in the argument is that the argument is that they are so underfunding the reimbursement rate to to both hospitals and doctors that they can't find hospitals and doctors that will who accept can it. afford to take them. Yeah. Okay. That may in fact be it. So uh, um we'll see. The reality is is uh they'll shut it down we'll shut it down again in three weeks if but anybody who says they trust Mitch McConnell is out of their minds. He's the least trustworthy person I, well, I don't know about that. He's just... Well, and you have just standing right in front of you. I mean, uh, it wasn't, didn't he promise Collins? Yeah, he that, did. You know, uh-huh. and, and, and... That's a member of his own party. Happened? Yeah, nothing. Susan Collins, he, he, he screwed he, her. He, he lied to her. Right, to get her vote. So I don't know, but I, you know what, I am, uh, you know, there's so many the uh, Democrats that are just freaking out, outraged, going nuts. I think we're all at such a high state of general generalized outrage that we got to be careful that we don't just sort of overreact to absolutely everything. Um, I'm, I can't personally, I mean, it's taken a toll on me. So I'm, I'm just sort of not reacting to this much. I'm just going to, uh, see what, what happens. It's a get, you know, you can't because it's every day. You can't. No, that's true. But I saw, you know, one guy said, no, how does Saturday Night Live come in here? Saturday Night Live did a sketch, uh, a game show uh, called Does It Matter? And they just went, you know, the three contestants had to say whether whether something that Trump or Congress or somebody had done that day actually mattered. You know, like Trump calls, uh, you know, African nations and, and Haiti uh, poop holes is what they said, and they buzz in and goes, well, that's really bad. That certainly counts. No, that doesn't count. Well, it's every day, and we're... Well, it just but they do count, count. because in the aggregate, 
in the aggregate, it sure as hell counts. The, the New York Times the other day, I guess they've done this before. They say this is the third time they've done it. They say it's an updated guide to what Republicans now consider acceptable behavior from the president. So they, they just list things that Trump has done in the last three months. Um, and I guess you could use that for fodder for the game show you're talking about. Uh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, but right. it, but in the aggregate, my God, I mean, let me just run down a a, a few. This is your president uh, in the last three months. He implied without evidence that a television anchor was involved in a murder. I believe that had to do with something he said about Joe Scarborough. Uh, he questioned the authority of a recording of himself bragging about sexual assault even though he had previously admitted it was real. The pussy grabbing thing. Uh, and there was video evidence of the, yeah, I mean, of the you know, whole thing. Yeah, and, and you know, Republicans just say, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, he has repeatedly said the FBI's reputation is in tatters, is the worst in history, called members of our intelligence community political hacks, uh, that obviously undermines a rather important institution uh, of law enforcement and intelligence in the nation, and that's the president doing that. Republicans, not a word. Uh, he has retweeted inflammatory and fake anti-Muslim videos. He has called the American justice system a laughing stock and a joke. There's another attempt to undermine uh, an entire co-equal branch of the government. Um, he has had his lawyer pay $130,000 in hush money to a porn star that um, he, ha he had an affair with. He, I mean, you can't, this is, I haven't even, I'm not even one, Fifteenth of the way into this list, any of those? Just imagine any of those in a Hillary Clinton administration or Barack Obama administration, and imagine the sustained uproar from Republicans and their their propaganda media. Fox News yeah. and well, it, talk it, radio. But it should matter. It should matter, but apparently it doesn't. Because the list goes on and on and on. And as you say, imagine any one of those would have been sufficient to knock every single one of the last presidents out of office. And we're, for some reason, held prisoners. Well, for some reason, because an entire political party and its base see nothing wrong with a president who now they have actually calculated, uh, neutral sources have calculated he lies at a rate of roughly five, five lies a day. That would be public lies a day. One can only imagine what the, the real count is. And, of course, he's about to embarrass the hell out of us as he heads off to Davos. God help us. He has, in the last 
three months, spent one-third of his first year in office at one of his golf courses. One-third. He has said he has signed more legislation than any president in his first year. You know what the fact is? He has signed fewer bills than any president since World War II in their first year. I mean, he just takes fact, turns it totally upside down. If you want to know fact, just assume that whatever it is he said, assume the opposite and you're going to be closer to truth. I, I, I haven't even, really, I have not dented this list. And the impact on all of us, of our media, which doesn't do that great a job, although there's great journalists trying to, of our media and uh, even the public just reeling, you know, from this. Hence the Saturday Night Live game show bit. Hence my refusal to get overwrought about the shutdown. Uh, you just can't, you can't do it. My mic, Lynn, your mic does not have the regular rich frequency response that it normally does. Not sure why. It just sounds a bit tinnier. I'm just saying... I don't know. Um, and that's coming from somebody who's in uh, Abu Dhabi or something. I, Bri, I don't know where you are at the moment, but that's who it's coming from. Oh, you're reading email. I was trying to figure out what you were doing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Bree also writes, uh, imagine the conversation and deal-making that would get Stormy Daniels 130000 I mean, how would that negotiation go? How does it? How do you get to that figure? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Who knows? They throw something out, and she asks for a little more, and they go up in ten thousand dollar increments, and then she figures she shouldn't push it. The interesting thing is, is that she'd already granted so many interviews that I don't know what yeah. else they were buying. Just not right. I mean, not that I, because it was out there. Yeah, I got to tell you, the, the the article I read that she was, I, it was a blow-by-blow, blow, no pun intended, description of almost minute-by-minute minute of her, uh, what happened the first uh, night with with Trump. Uh, and it's just, so I know, yes, thank you, from, that's exactly, I mean, it is just... So, <laughs> if ever there if ever there was a an occasion for the word e e e e w w w w w yeah, <laughs> I mean really, it was it just trying to visualize it. I mean, you can't help; you don't want to, but you try to visualize it, and, and it's like um, I mean, it could put you off sex for a good decade or so. I would think. Yeah, a man laughs. Or any but, way the normal person. Yeah, yeah right. Here's what else I want to know. I thought of this yesterday, so that 
that weird uh, doctor's report on his uh, health. Um, who was it? Bill Maher said that he must be a um, he's a city cockroach. He said Trump's like a city cockroach. You can't kill him. It could be he'll live forever. That the reason he's in <laughs> the reason he's in such incredible health is I mean look who can eat five thousand Big Macs or cheeseburgers a day, fries, all this crap, and, you know, is constantly shove it in your mouth, and he, um, yeah, you can't kill him and carry yeah. all that weight around your belly. Yeah, you know, right. Of all, all of, of it, all of it. Doesn't exercise. What do you mean? Steve's telling me he doesn't get fries. Yeah, but I've seen him eating fries. There was a picture of him on... I've seen him eating fries. Jeez. But anyway... No, a city cockroach. I think that's right. He's like a New York cockroach. He's going to live forever. He'll inherit the earth. That's just it. It's hard to hard to come to terms with it, but, but that's what you got. Anyway, why was I bringing up so- the... Go, go yeah, ahead. I don't know. I don't know. Was I was going to... Oh, gonna I was. Wait, wait, Susan. Susan, I remember. I remember. Let's get it before I forget again. The doctor said he was taking, uh, you know, a, a statin for his cholesterol, which is still sky high, so it's obviously not working very well. I wonder why that is. 20 cheeseburgers a day might do it. Um, but the the other thing is, he said, and that's pretty much what he... Oh, he takes something for his hair loss. And I think those were the two drugs that he takes, which is uh, not much for a man his age. I'm younger than he, and I take a whole lot more drugs than that uh, to maintain my good health. But um, here's what he has to take, especially if he's screwing porn stars. He has to take Cialis. Or something like that. Right? Well, I would think. Oh, yeah. Or, or oh, at the yeah. very least, antibiotics. Huh? <laughs> or what? I said at the very least, antibiotics. Why? Does that make you... What do you mean? An antibiotic? Well, if he's sleeping around with anything he can catch, he's probably getting oh. bugs. No, but know. I'm just thinking about him, you know, having the wherewithal to... Uh, to, you know, to, to do, do what he uh, the sexual right. act because you know, frankly, at seventy-one, uh, it's a little tough for guys. No, it's not so much the age. I would argue it's his weight. It's his what? His weight? Uh huh. Mm. Whatever. Just... It's an issue. It's an issue. So let me let me just ask you a question. It's a change of subject. Mm. How much time have you spent talking about the recent women's marches? I have. Uh, yesterday, I spent. I think we spent quite a bit of time uh, talking about it. But I know where you're going, and it's it's really remarkable uh, how little attention it got, and and media just discounts women always, always. And it's like you sort of accept it. Oh, well, yeah, that wasn't news. That was just thousands and thousands and thousands of women coming together and marching together, you know, for, you know, in common outrage and with common goals. And, and 
uh, yeah. And it showing. Does, if it were anything other than women in those numbers, it would have gotten lots and lots and lots of coverage. Well, yeah. What I said yesterday is, remember the tea party? The tea party. I remember, right. I remember here, every time a motley group of 20 of them or something would be somewhere with their stupid hats on and their stupid earrings and their, you know, their their signs. Media was all over it. Television news was all over it. Their message was getting out constantly. I don't get what it is about... Amplifying their message. Yes. Making it seem more important. Right. And, and, right. And, I, and this is where I think women, you know... I. Where, where our our culture keeps us from going, from loudly demanding that we be covered and get the same, you know, treatment as other people. We, you know, we can't help it. We are culturally complicit. Have you we looked at where the higher? Yeah. Have you looked look at the uh, at who who is at the top of the newspapers of this country, of the networks of this country? Of almost every local tell, it's 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 pretty much all white men. So they see a bunch of girls wearing pink hats, taking a day off to like walk in the streets. Uh, no, and they refuse to allow them the power that clearly, by their numbers, they have, and. By being able to sustain, by being able to sustain for a year now, a level of passion that those marches this weekend were saying, "Hey, they are they are hey. sustaining. They're growing." Right. Remember, remember a year ago. Remember you you did cover those because they blew you away. Remember, here we are. We haven't forgotten. We're every bit as riled up. In fact. More so. More so. No, the most women, the most women ever, are running for yeah, I know office. Well, thank God. I, I, you know, and 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 yeah, but I do think that partly we we have to start reminding men uh, where in every corner of our lives this get behind me thing goes on. And it's everywhere, and women don't even recognize it until it's pointed out to us. And then, but we're so used to being ignored. Us, yeah, we're so used to being ignored that we we think it's our proper place, and we have to remember to stay in people's face. You know, I, there's been a T-shirt that's been hawked on on my Facebook feed that irritates me, and it's a picture. Of a rose, um, uh, it's a it's a symbol of women's you know movement. A rose that is shaped like a fist, mm-hmm. you know. So so it's a sign. It's a powerful rose. We'll yeah yeah way. okay okay. And I for some reason it just irritates me. I don't want to be a rose. <laughs> I just want to be the fist. Okay, I get okay. You know I well don't, I don't want that. That is precisely the don't be afraid of me. I'm really just a rose. I'm a strong rose, but I'm just a rose. No. Get rid of the rose. Yeah, get rid of the rose and keep the fist. 
Yeah. I'm with you. Hey, we got a caller, Suze. Just a sec. Oh, he's... Yeah, hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Hey, I don't know if you noticed in the last few months of being around people that voted for Trump. I've run into this a few times. My neighbor said he run the same thing. They're not as enthused about him anymore, and they kind of think he's a jerk like everybody else thinks. I've run into people who voted for him and said, oh, that guy. And so maybe... It's starting to sink, the ship, you know what I mean? Well, the numbers People show that. that. They were yeah. like big, big supporters. Yeah. Of him. I mean, they were bragging him up, thought he was the god himself. You yeah. know? I mean, it, it's changing. It really is. And slowly, slowly. And I, I did see the numbers where the polling shows that there is erosion even in his base among white women among white men among republicans or even among there's even a slight dip like one percent in evangelicals so yeah it ain't moving up he is not attracting yeah. any more support and he's slowly lowly losing some of the folks who who put him there ah uh, well i'm still mad at all of them election I don't know, me too, but the, the rest of us just have to figure out how to stand united behind electable people. Exactly right. And the Democrats right. look like they want to have a civil war of their own, which is not helpful. We just need to get the Congress back. Caller, thank you, and it's good news. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, Bye. appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for the good news. Yeah. <laughs> So somebody in uh, the Business Insider uh, tried to eat uh, what was said to be Trump's normal order from McDonald's. Do you, did you hear what his normal order was? No. Okay, hang in there, Suze. Here it comes. Two Big Macs, two filet of fishes and a large chocolate shake. Oh, my God. Okay, hang on. That's what he. That's, that's what, three days worth of calories, right? No, there. they they picked it. It's uh, how many calories? They they did the calorie count. I forget. Um, it's just two thousand four hundred thirty. You're kidding. No. So the guy tried to eat it. Now I got to tell you, I could. You know, I have a massive. I could eat that. That doesn't seem. I wouldn't, but I could. Anyway, he says, in about 12 minutes, I'm halfway through. I could really use some water, but I'm sticking with the shake on principle because he's trying to do what Donald does. Since the shake is the only beverage allowed, I'm using it to wash down the last few bites of the first filet of fish. The flavor combination is disturbing at best. I'm beginning to feel the weight of the food in my stomach, and I haven't even begun the second Big, Big Mac. On the second one, he starts coming apart. Three pieces of bread is what you got here. That's a lot of bread. Does bread expand in your stomach? I swear I heard it did once. So this reporter is starting to panic. My left thumb <laughs> my left thumb begins to twitch. But this could be unrelated to my current, <laughs> current diet. Anyway, it took 25 minutes to eat the first three sandwiches, but I've clocked nearly 45 trying to down the last one alone. It's not nausea that's plaguing me, but a deep-seated feeling of inertia. I have no momentum. I'm adrift with schools of little fried squares of a... What the heck? He's lost his mind. All right, so he's lost his mind. Uh, so the guy lost his mind. I could do that. 
We should. Well, I'm just saying that when when mother and I and the dog got back to our place in California yesterday, yeah, we decided that the perfect dinner was in and out burger, but. She just got a cheeseburger, I just got a cheeseburger, and the dog just got a meat patty, no salt. <laughs> I ate so much at that wedding, I couldn't eat anything after it. Um, I, I'd even be willing to try to eat this on the air. I would. No! No! You're just, you're just wanting someone to dare you so you get to do it. Absolutely Oh, not. no, I don't want to do it. I don't particularly like well, Big Macs or <laughs> But I just want to show I could do it. Hey, you think I, I know, couldn't? Just, hey, I'll vouch for you. Yeah. I know you could. Yeah, I could. I could do it. And I could do it faster than this wimp reporter. But, oh, yeah. Well, the trick is not to think. You just slam it I in. You just sl- yeah, get it down. I could do it in uh, 20 minutes, easy. Not saying I'd feel very well after, but uh, yeah. No, I'm gonna read the last line. The last line is such an hi Ernie. Such an order is monumental. Such an order is bombastic folly. Such an order is well, Trumpian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay, anyway. So the other good news, good news, good news is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said what we all knew. They said, hey. So. What? I just want to know what the practical effects of that decision are. Well, like, it'll. Or don't you have. Yeah. I mean, isn't there a special election? Yeah, it will not affect. The district that will be which would right. be drawn so, again? Right, right, right. So the special election on March 13th uh, will take place as currently constituted, but uh, whoever wins is going to find himself in a different district, um, ultimately, and will have to run in that. I mean, it'll be reconfigured. Whatever the 12th district will prove to be, I'll tell you what it'll prove to be, that district will be redrawn and it'll be more Democratic. There's no doubt about that. So that's going to, and the polling in this heavily Republican district right now is, uh, really shows a tight race. So. Well, he's getting a lot of national attention. I mean, I can be sitting in California and listening to the radio and I'm hearing about that race. Okay. So, um, the, the I mean, a few things about it. First of all, explain to me, why do judges and lawyers talk in such a strange manner? So they say, here's what the state Supreme Court said. They said the map is currently drawn is clearly, plainly, and palpably violative of the Constitution. Okay. What's a synonym for clearly? Plainly. Plainly. What's a synonym for plainly? <laughs> palpably. Obviously. Well, well, palpably, I mean, right. I mean, but why, why do you... 
Why do you? Well, because it's it's frowned on to under to underline clearly three times. Um, I was always one of my pet peeves with with uh, with legal writing. That it's so if, stupid. If the desire was to make law, that one needed to speak clearly, plainly, palpably, obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might have. They could have gone on. I can think of a few others. Uh, you know, you could have just kept up with the. I mean, it just seems so silly. After I read, I read it once, and then I saw it in another story. I saw it again, and I thought, you know, clearly would have done it. <laughs> Plainly would have done it. Whatever. You're right. It's a way to sort of underscore, underscore, underscore. It, it's, it's, it's legal. It's, it's a legal underscore. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, here's what I find a little troubling about it. Um, and I know one of the uh, justices, while siding with the fact that it was unconstitutional, uh, stepped away from the remedy a bit. That was uh, our uh, Justice Max Baer, because he said, geez, you're telling these guys to redraw. Listen to what they this court told them to do. you got to redraw this map by February 9th. That's like, what? What is that? Three weeks? Yeah, and they and then uh, all of the offices have to fall into order. I mean, you know, it 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 sends a shudder throughout the state. I mean, it it just seems like I'm telling them to do this really quickly. What happens is, so the legislature, which is all Republicans, are going to have to make a map that they don't want to make. They will still try to still try to give themselves. Um, they should have ordered them just to revert to whatever I mean, it if, was. If this one isn't right, th- then you go back to what it was. Well, and then you can renegotiate. So what they told—I mean, that's the right. What they told them is, if you don't come up with it in time, then we'll we'll draw it for you. So uh, that's what's happening. The, the, Pennsylvania has—it's been. Uh, I mean, everybody who follows gerrymandering has said that Pennsylvania is, without a doubt, one of the most egregiously uh, gerrymandered uh, states. Um, Susan, there's a district in uh, in suburban Pennsylvania that you couldn't imagine what this thing looks like. It looks like at one point they just sort of looped around to get maybe one house in it, and then... <laughs> walked off into a it is just this it's an absurd there's no way that alone if you were arguing gerrymander you could say excuse me just uh you know your honors would you please just look at the seventh congressional district uh it's disgusting and that district by the way was gerrymandered into this absurd uh uh shape to protect a Republican congressman who, by the way, was in the news recently. A wonderful guy, Mian is his name, and it turns out he used our money, taxpayer dollars, to pay off a woman in his employ uh, to shut her up about his uh, sexual harassment. Ugh. So, there we are. 
I don't know. We'll see. There I were... mean, this this attitude of cost of doing business for for you know harassing employees. Oh well, I'll just you know. It's, it's incredible. Like yeah, I know. So Susan, as currently constituted, Pennsylvania has eighteen uh, congressional uh, districts. And uh, yep. now, and ever since they drew this map, uh, of those 18, 13 have been held by Republicans. But if you look at the statewide vote in vote after vote after vote, this state actually has more Democratic voters, and yet they end up with only, what, six, no, seven seats. How many seats do the Democrats yeah, have? they're silent. They're silenced. Wait, if the Republicans have 13 of the 18, we just have six. Oh, no, 13 from 18. All right, five! Is it just five? That can't be right. That they have more than more than three times. These bastards. I mean, what a bunch. That means we go and vote and, you know, if you're a Democrat, doesn't count. If you're a Republican, man, oh, man. You're, you're. They've done this in so many states, it's beyond belief. They're despicable. It's a despicable well, so party. Just, there are only five. Is this an automatic appeal to okay. the Supreme Court? Well, they, the, the Republicans uh, say that they will, yes, look for a stay from the Supreme Court which I suppose they might get, given that court. Uh, but, yeah, think of it, Susan. We have 18 districts in a state that voted, I mean, that it, it well, I, it's unbelievable. And Democrats get five of the 18 districts because of how they drew the lines. When every statewide election shows that this is a state that is pretty much 50-50. So we should be getting nine, at least. And I see people who follow it saying, if they redraw these things properly, this should be a pick, it should be a pickup of four or five Democratic congressional seats. Right just from the state of Pennsylvania. Cool. Well, I'll believe it when. And then I if we can, and then if if Wisconsin gets thrown in there, then you know Wisconsin can start coming. And down. others, North it's Carolina, just, and I mean they have thrown out more. It is beyond belief the number of congressional uh, gerrymanders that have now been declared unconstitutional, either by state courts, federal courts, or um, and we'll wait and see what the, the hell's going on down there, Supreme Court. Uh, Milton writes, Lynn and Susan, you two are absolutely correct concerning the television coverage of the Women's March. I couldn't believe how little time was devoted to the millions who gathered and protested this weekend. The minimal coverage was bad enough, but the most disturbing thing I noticed was that CNN began its State of the Union show at 7 a.m. Sunday morning with brief coverage of the cities and marches by interviewing some of the participants. Unbelievably, in succession, they interviewed three men. Three white men. you got to be kidding. Tell me that's not true. How?
could a reporter do that? Are you kidding? It's a woman's march. They interviewed three white men. No, no women, no people of color. CNN chose to cover the women's march by interviewing three white men. Ruined Milt's day. What a ruined mine, too. Jesus, eight. And you guys think we're making yeah, this up? Yeah. Oh, man. It's really pretty amazing. <laughs> but as I say, we, we have to watch ourselves because we are so conditioned to just that's the way things are, reactions, you know, that we have to remember to, you know, I'm going to transfer my Trump outrage to, you know, things that are, uh, you know, more selfish. I'm going to transfer them to these women, the, the, the outrage to the women's issues. And I'm going to start to, de- you know, demand this fair coverage from the media because I do feel that it's unfair. I don't know what you, know, you let's do. Let's take that cause away from Trump. Now, what can I do? I can nothing. I can write letters. I'm going to take solace in the obituary of the day. Okay? Okay. Uh, Naomi Parker Fraley, age 96. You know that great poster? We can do it. She was Rosie the Riveter. Yep, yep. E- even though another woman, even though another woman was given credit for being Rosie the Riveter, up until relatively recently. Um, but she's the real deal, and they finally figured it out. And it turns out, it turns out. Fuck you. Stephen just typed up on his little whiteboard and said to me, Ooh, sounds like a riveting story. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so, um, okay, so Naomi Parker, you just sit there and do your job, okay? I didn't know this. You know who drew the poster? You know whose poster it was? A Pittsburgh. A Pittsburgh. A Pittsburgh. No, well then I get. A Pittsburgh artist. Um, no, like Norman Rockwell did one for the Saturday Evening Post, uh, right. depicting a muscular whim- woman in overalls, and put the name Rosie on her lunchbox, and. Um, and a rivet gun on her lap, and mine Kampf under her foot. Jeez. <laughs> but that, that's not the one. The one we're talking about is the one that is sort of this iconic. I just did a the woman making a muscle. Yes, the woman making the muscle. Okay, yeah. and that was Naomi, which is what I, which is exactly what I was talking about. That's just a picture of right. an unabashedly powerful woman and that's who we should strive right, to be. Right, right. Well, we should adopt that, you know, we can do it, it says at the top. So anyway, 
up. You know who this is what's so funny. That that painting, that poster was commissioned because it was uh, this Pittsburgh guy did it. It was commissioned by a Pittsburgh business namely Westinghouse. Uh-huh. Um and this the year was 1943. Westinghouse asked for a poster, you know, showing women uh doing the job and apparently it was never meant for public display. It was listen to this. It was intended only to be put in Westinghouse plants and was intended to def- deter absenteeism and strikes. <laughs> That's what it was. And it was essentially forgotten until the 1980s when uh, somehow some copy came to light and the feminist movement grabbed it. So that's who brought that back and up. It became a feminist symbol. It uh, was a it was a way to keep them down. Then now was used to yes, rise them up. Yes. Right, right. And uh, anyway, so uh, Rosie uh, Naomi uh, Parker Fraley uh, did work as a as a as a riveter, and she also after the after the war she was a waitress at a restaurant in Palm Springs. Uh, She married and had a family. And there you go. But the guy who drew it is a guy named Miller. Why can't I find his name? Some guy here. Howard Miller. Pittsburgh guy. So that's the real story. There you go. I just, uh, I worked for three months on a uh, jigsaw puzzle <laughs> on my dining room table of that poster. So believe me, I know it well. And it was so damn hard that I many times thought, that's it, I give up. I just give up. I can't. There were like tiny little pieces and there was a lot of just black, black, tiny little pieces. And I thought, I can't, I, I just can't, I'm losing my mind. I obviously have things in the wrong, th- and and I leave it for as much as a week or two, and it mocked me by being on the dining room table because it said at the top, which I had managed to do, just... You can do it. Yes. <laughs> it said, we can do it. And I'd look at it, I'd think, but I can't! I can't. I can't do it. And I thought you have to do it. It says right there. And so strangely, the the we can do it thing wouldn't let me quit. And man, when I did finish it, I I felt so genuinely good about myself. I thought, well, I never knew I could be so persistent. I don't find no, myself. No, good for you. I know. I I don't think of myself as a persistent person, but uh, but the poster itself. I would call my daughter-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are people who, yes, they just right. They and I'm not like that. I think if I I often if I encounter a blockade or a something, 
I think, oh, well, I guess I really didn't want to do it that much anyway. And I, you know, disappear. Uh, I, I never realized I, I could. I thought it was a wonderful moment for me. And I, I took great pleasure and still do. Well, good. I'm proud of you. Thank you very I'm much. I'm not even being facetious. Thank you very much. So there was <laughs> slightly, maybe facetious. But, so, Suze, there was this uh, uh, yeah. uh, book review uh, that I read about, uh, a, a, the title of the book is Off the Charts. And what's funny is that is a phrase that is used so much by our brother. Even this last weekend, I remember him saying, Ah, oh, that kid, that kid is amazing, just off the charts. Off the charts, he's often saying, meaning a genius, right? Off the charts means high IQ, off the charts, off the charts. And um, this is, in fact, a book about American child prodigies and what their lives are like and where they end up and all of that. And the review wasn't very good. I, I thought, oh, this looks interesting. And I didn't get a lot uh, from it. But here is something that might not surprise you. It says here that most prodigies grow up to be thoroughly unremarkable on paper. They do not sustain their genius into adulthood. Well, what do you make of that? You either have it. I mean, how does it... I don't get well, that. Well, be, perhaps it's because it's a one skill that shows up extremely early. But by, by the time you're 30, it's not so remarkable, and there's nothing else that's been developed. That might be it. Here, here's what it says here. Let's see. The very traits that make prodigies so successful in one arena, their obsessiveness, their stubborn refusal to conform, their blistering drive to win, can make them pariahs in the rest of life. And a lot of these kids are kids with not a lot of friends, they are kicked out of schools left and right because teachers find them annoying. I'm not surprised to hear that because teachers don't like any kid who doesn't sort of fit the mold, right? That can be somebody who's considered to be, uh, well, it's a problem, right? And they say, uh, this is a woman who teaches gifted students, she says, Genius, you have to recognize, is an abnormality. And abnormalities do not come one at a time. So that if a kid is abnormally brilliant or talented in some aspect, the odds are they have other abnormalities. And many of these, uh, many gifted children have uh, ADD, or OCD, or Asperger's. Yep. And then the other thing in this thing that blew me away, 
was, and I'd never thought of her like this, is they said that uh, very few, you know, of these kids sort of manage uh, a smooth uh, transition into uh, adulthood. Shirley Temple Black did. There you said it. That's the one. I was going to say they, they... Really? Yep. They say... The child actor Shirley Temple pulled it off pretty much. And she did it by pulling away when she was still young from the the part of her that had exhibited this this genius. This I mean, she was what? Five, four, five years old? I think she was I think she was like three when she no. started. Are you kidding? I mean, and she memorized lines she was a not bad little actress she was an extraordinary dancer she was <laughs> calm and collected not bad little actress some of those shirley temple movies could have you sobbing by right because she was like <gasps> when she was finally reunited with whoever she was separated right from. right but she think of what an extraordinary career she had because she tried the transition into being a sort of teenage actress, and obviously it just wasn't... What, she was in a film with Cary Grant, wasn't she, as an older... Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Where she sort of falls in love with him, but he's in love with her mother or something. It was some kind of a weird thing. And uh, she eventually just said, screw it, and got out and lived a normal life. But you know, happily married, politically involved, wrong party, but politically involved, and uh, was the ambassador to someplace. Ghana? I can't remember where. Okay, she was the ambassador yeah, to, total... to Ghana. And Czechoslovakia. And, Czechoslovakia. Right. and, and was a serious and, and serious. intelligent woman. Right, right. Yeah. But so apparently I mean, she, she was she it, it wasn't a starstruck thing. She really had worked hard at, at being somewhat of a career diplomat. Right. She was she went at that the way she went at her um as a child after her film work. She did the job. Was serious about the job. If you've never seen a Shirley Temple movie, I'm looking at the young guy over here. Have you ever seen one? It's worth seeing. She's, oh, God, there's so many mean? great ones. She's mind-blowing. She's this big and holds her own with adult actors and knows her lines and can dance up and down steps and can do just and sing and unfriggin' believable. Uh, oh, everybody has to have heard on the good ship lollipop. On the good ship lollipop, it's a fun <laughs> trip to the candy shop, where the tune tune play the peppermint bay. Yeah, not my favorite movie. If I were going to re recommend one, there was it was um well, uh, what uh. 
her it was during the war and i think she's in england and her father is in world war one and her father she's separated from and she's put in a terrible school and you know so susan so i didn't know you were a shirley temple fan oh no i well when i was a kid you know after school you'd watch these movies and this one came up frequently but and the, at, the, at the end, she's walking up and down the corridors of the hospital, and she finds her father. So if you can make it through that one without crying, good luck to you. So if you need a good cry, and I think a lot of us do, <laughs> you just get yourself to a Shirley Temple movie and let out. Let it out. That's good for your health. It really is. Uh, all right. So that's it. I think, yeah. So it is. My body's still trying to figure out how to be in three different time zones and function in each one in three days. Well, you, I know it's tough, that travel, and that, that mom did it is amazing. It really is. She, she did pretty good. She did pretty good. We, uh, we were exhausted yesterday, but we yeah. did well. So. I mean, I'll tell you, just a night and a half ago, she was what? She was... She was all over the dance floor to uh, Free Fallen. Right. <laughs> At first, when she heard it, she said, I'm free falling. And then she said, oh, we don't want to fall. You know, because when you're old, falling is the last thing you want to do. But then she started listening to the words, and she really could tell she was really liking it. And after it was over, she said, I never heard that. That's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's dead. Anyway, all right. Uh, okay. All right, all right. Well, Sue's thanks. I Why know is he, he I, laughing now? He's laughing because I said he's dead, and that just shows how weird these millennials oh, are. Oh. I'm telling you. What? One last thing. Yeah. I I give to you the power to to pick my headshot, my new headshot. Oh, I, there's so many of them. Okay, I will. Well, my personal favorite is the one where I'm making sort of the same face that you make. <laughs> well, okay. I, you took a lot no. of beautiful... No, no, we got no, no. Su- We got Susan's no. son to take pictures of her so we don't have that old picture. I just don't know no, how to get it from my phone onto... Um... No, no, you have to ask him, and then he will send it to you. Oh, he'll send me a picture? A hard... Well, or he'll say... He, he... Or he'll send you a way to download it, yeah. They're all protected. That's uh, no one has to listen to this. No, nobody has to listen. Excuse us. We're sorry. This has now become just a, a Miller sister uh, private call. Uh, okay, we got to stop. I got to get out of here. Okay, bye. Okay, goodbye. Thanks, okay, Suze. Bye. bye. See you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.